This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hi, and welcome to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande with Stability Partners. And I'm Brian Powell. So, and if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, give us a call at 832-559-8393 or visit, visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com. And a few of our longer term listeners may have noticed that website has changed. We've changed it to stabilityfinancialtalk.com just to make it easier and more direct for you to get to the podcasts. And once you're there, uh, you can check out our past shows and subscribe on all the usual suspects like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. But again, don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Okay, well, let's get right into it. Um, So, Brian, now that tens of millions of Americans are working from home because of the response to the global coronavirus pandemic, I thought this might be a good time to walk our audience through how they can spend a portion of their extra days at home getting their finances in order. And, you know, in times like these, which are, of course, full of anxiety and unknowns, Running through your finances to see if everything's in order and making adjustments where needed, it can really help bring you at least a little peace of mind. And it really hits home with a lot of people. It feels like it's just bringing a bit of order to the chaos in there, and uh, it really helps us control what we can control, determine what that is in both our financial lives and in general, and being in a little more control definitely helps you be successful. You know, I think our topic today really is very important, but I also hope it can lighten the mood a little bit for our audience and and for ourselves. And, you know, as you said, bringing little control to our finances might just make the world seem a little less out of control. So the first thing you need to do when it comes to getting your finances in order is really to do a thorough examination of where your finances are right now. So start by calculating your net worth by comparing your assets against your liabilities. So, of course, your assets are your bank accounts, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, retirement accounts, real estate. But don't include your home or your cars in your assets unless you're planning to sell them. And then your liabilities are, of course, your credit cards and any other debts. But don't include your mortgage in this category unless your home was also included in your assets. Okay, this may be a rude awakening for some of our listeners, but really don't panic about this. You're trying to set a little more order in your overall financial plan. So one of the best ways to do that is to talk about setting financial goals, which sounds a lot easier than it actually is to some people, but it's not, as long as you get started with setting goals, you can do it. So uh, helping do this and having the discipline to follow through on them is really a powerful financial step. 
So if you're one of the millions of Americans whose net worth is at uh, zero or even negative, your goal should really be to get out of debt as soon as possible, which means stop spending. So by spending less and getting out of debt, you really have a lot of uh, options that open up for you in the financial world besides just paying your debt. That That's so important. But if you are one of those people who may not be in the negative with your finances, and but maybe you might not have the amount of net worth that you'd like, some good options may be to increase the amount of money you're saving each month or maybe make it a goal to become a homeowner or even a business owner. And working with your financial services professional to sort of beef up your investments, that really is a great way to go. And you can't really understand anything unless you examine it. And the best way to examine this is to set up a comprehensive budget. You start out by listing. the B word. <laughs> yeah, the B word. You start out by listing your expenses and your um income and take your income, subtract the expenses from your income, and you have your net. Now, some people may be a positive net. Some people may be a negative net worth there. So if your spending is negative or just too close for comfort, you really need to look at ways to cut back on spending. You know, we, we have the B word and the S word in this. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, if, of course, subtracting your expenses from your income, if you're left with a number uh, that's maybe a good, stro strong, positive number, you might consider building a budget that helps you continue spending appropriately. And so include additional dollars earmarked for retirement purposes. And some people really like a zero-based budget, which gives every dollar a task every month. And back in the day, some people used the old-fashioned tried-and-true envelope method where they just took a bunch of envelopes and wrote the name of whatever bill or debt they had on it and put that amount of money in the envelope. Uh, it's old-fashioned, and but the, the, the notion, the philosophy of it still works today, even though we're kind of a, a cashless society. Some people do the same thing, but just put a check in each one of those envelopes. Well, whatever method you decide to use, once you've chosen what works best for you, um, you know, use a financial software program, a, a spreadsheet, or even a pencil and paper. And the point is to track your expenses and make sure you're sticking to your plan. Because remember, of course, a plan's only good as your willingness to stick to it. And to me, budgeting has always been about financial control. When I have a really good understanding of where my money's going at all times, I'm better able to make smart decisions about my financial future. And let's talk about tackling debt now. So I know a lot of people really like the idea of, of, of attacking debt, but also it can seem very daunting for people as well. It's just one of those things that we like losing weight. We really need to do that, but it's a bit daunting to get started. So, Telling our secrets. <laughs> yeah. One, the, the don't turn in for our, our weight loss uh, podcast. It doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> So, but for many people, it's just like staring up at a big mountain that you really don't know how to climb. But uh, one of the, the best ways to approach it is to start looking at what is charging the highest interest rate out there. So looking at that and paying off those high interest rate cards as quickly as possible, high interest can just choke the, the life out of your finances. You get to where you are basically only servicing the 
the interest on that, you can't really pay off much of the debt or the principal on that at all. And so uh, you're just extending this out there forever and, and never getting it paid off. And that's ultimately, that's yeah. just not sustainable. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, I know a formal debt repayment plan is something that works for a lot of people. And one common method is to list your debts in order from beginning with the highest interest rate and ending with the smallest. And then from there, you can tackle the highest interest rate first and then move down the list. And another approach to take, if once you've looked at where of what all your debt is and seeing what kind of debt you have out there, you may have tons of little balances out there, lots of little guys that it might make sense to pay off something that you're carrying a hundred bucks on or, or 200 bucks on out there, but pay the little guys off first. And then that gives you more ammunition to attack the, the big uh, balances and the high interest rates. Yeah, for sure. Another thing to consider is that if you currently have debts that are in collections, you really should make it a priority to bring them current so that you can reduce the negative impact to your credit. And really, the the thing that gets people out of debt faster is just making a commitment to stop using their credit cards, quit spending money, and then sticking to it and not coming up with a, oh, this time it's different, one more won't hurt type thing. Yeah, you couldn't be more right, Brian. Credit cards can certainly help us in our day-to-day lives. But they can also get us in a lot of trouble and, and, you know, in a hurry if we aren't careful. I think our next point ties in with credit card usage, and that's controlling spending. So a great place to start is to go through your budget and identify problem areas. So those might include dining out too often or spending too much at a certain store. So find ways to maybe prepare meals you'll enjoy at home. Brian and I do this every night. Light some candles. Hey, make it special. You'll be amazed at how much money you can save. And, you know, when it comes to that store that might blow up your budget, well, limit the amount of time that you're spending in that store. So you're saying I have to stop going to Home Depot. That's it. That's exactly what I'm saying. And Guitar Center. (laughs) So a lot of people just need to leave the credit cards at home. Freeze them in the block of ice, like some people have said. You can, uh, the, or just take them and shred them. That way, they're, they're really hard to use once they're shredded. But one thing to think about is, anytime you go in a store and they ask you, "Hey, would you like to save money by opening a store credit card?" They're not doing that for your convenience. They're doing it because it makes them money. Because you're going to start carrying a balance. And for every additional account you open up, that's going to impact your credit score as well. So anyway. Another helpful move is to identify services that you aren't using enough to justify their cost. So maybe it's a gym membership or one of those many streaming services. I got to have my Netflix, HBO, Go, Max, Hulu, (laughs) all those, please. Well, some people do. But, you know, if you're not using them that often, well, maybe consider eliminating just a few little things. It can just, really have a positive effect. Just because I don't watch them doesn't mean I don't need them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's talk about income issues. No matter what your current income is, you might find yourself in a situation where you're barely breaking even or even spending more than you earn and carrying the balance on a credit card. So if that's the case, you have an obvious cash flow issue. So in some cases, it may be temporary just because there's been a a large emergency item, or in some cases, it's happening because your debt load is so um, overwhelming that it's starting to to cause a problem with buying uh, gas and and milk and eggs at the grocery store. Yeah, that's right. So the point is to 
examine your budget. And, you know, if you if your cash flow problem is temporary, you might be able to solve it with, say, a second job or maybe an investment that produces income. But if your cash flow problem is more permanent, you might have to take more drastic measures like downsizing your home or consider going back to school to maybe improve your employment situation. And the good news is no matter what the circumstances are, there's a solution, but you have to have the discipline and you have to have the willingness to put in the work. The next step uh, really is to plan for the unexpected. So a good way to prepare for that is to make sure, number one, you have enough life insurance. And if you haven't reviewed your term life insurance in the last five years or so, it's definitely worth looking into because term life rates have dropped significantly in recent years. You know, we've seen a lot of instances where we've been able to replace term policies for significantly less premium or maybe the same premium, but a policy that will cover them for a longer period of time. You should also look at your health insurance, make sure you've got the right coverage. And open enrollment is, um, of course, November 1st to till through December 15th. So make sure you're prepared to pay that high deductible if necessary. And of course, don't forget about your auto and home insurance. Working with an independent property and casualty agent who can shop these for you, it's amazing how much money you can save when you do shop these. But just make sure you understand what it covers and what it doesn't cover. And a good agent can help you with that. And one of the most important things to have, and we talk to people about this all the time, is to have an emergency fund to cover the unexpected so you don't have to finance it on credit cards out there. So Right, you auto may ha- and home repairs right, and you, stuff. You may have your air conditioner blow up, and here in Houston, that's not something you want to have happen in the summer. Or your water months. heater like we had to replace yesterday. <laughs> exactly. So, But really, uh, people ask then, well, how much do I need to have? And first, you go back and look at that budget that you set up earlier and then see what your three to six months of living expenses is. Then we we really say that three months is a minimum to have, and really six months is preferred. Having more than six months, you may want to have some of that in something that makes a little more money than having it in a, a savings account or something like that. Right, right. That's a great philosophy, Brian. So another good step is to really focus on saving money. You could make a strong case that nothing helps your finances more than really diligently saving money. So maybe consider buying in bulk, shopping in secondhand stores, or using coupons. And you'll be better uh, set up to address things like future home and auto payments to help your kids out with their home down payments, paying their tuition, and any unexpected expenses like that ever-exploding air conditioner or the um, investment opportunities that might help you make even more money. Right. Was it Ben Franklin who said a penny saved is a penny earned and uh, failing to plan is planning to fail? Oh, yeah. And Abraham Lincoln said, don't ever trust any quotes you read on the internet. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) You but there's some doubt he actually said that, but there's still good pieces of wisdom. There you go. 
But speaking of planning, there's a great way to get your finances in order, again, by creating a long-term financial strategy. So we talked about goals earlier, but really looking at the long-term strategy through retirement and all the way up to when you finally pass away. So, and how you're going to leave legacies and all of that. So uh, while taking the, the steps of changing your spending habits now, this helps you plan for the future and uh really helps you not lose sight of your your overall aspirations for the future because you're focused on the now. The best way to prepare your finances for what might seem like a, the you know the future being a long time from now, it really is to invest and save specifically for retirement. But to get to that point, you have to pay off your credit cards and other high interest debts first. And once you're out of debt, or your debt is under control, that's when you can really focus on investing. And the investment process is exciting, and that's what we do, right? Um, But because it allows you to really consider what you want your retirement to look like. And what really is the key to this is motivation. So uh, it can be overwhelming to look at this to see, oh my gosh, I'm X thousand dollars in debt. I've got all these issues. I've got to put the kids through college, but you can't really uh, address it until you take that first step to really start fighting against this level of debt that you have incurred yourself and put in the discipline and the change necessary to your spending habits and saving habits to meet not only your short-term goals, but your overall financial strategy. Changing habits is not easy, but the reward that comes at the end, which is planning for your retirement because you don't want to have to work till you die to pay off your debt or go through bankruptcy or any of things like that, the reward at the end is well worth the effort right now. One thing to think about is that there's a notion that the word having, if you just change that uh, that H to an S, it then becomes savings. There you go. You know, a lot of people find that talking about financial goals with friends and family is a great way to keep on track. Uh, They can help keep you accountable to your strategy and your goals. But if you're not comfortable talking about this with your friends and family, let your financial advisor help you. That's, you know, that's what financial advisors do. And that really is an excellent point because it helps you with accountability and having a coach, a financial advisor on this, in this instance, is kind of like having a coach that helps keep you accountable, helps you keep being determined to reach your goal, to put in that extra effort and to really um, work hard on it. Even professional athletes have a coach. And it also helps you determine who are enablers of both the good and bad. You don't want to be necessarily always hanging out with people that are a drain on your finances. Work, stay with people that, that are uh, enabling the good parts of this in your life. There you go. So our episode today has really been a good reminder about the steps we can all take to get control of our financial lives. And of course, as usual, the time has just flown by. Um, so I'm excited for next week's show. If you have any questions about your strategy for income and retirement, I encourage you to visit our website at stabilityfinancialtalk.com or call our office at 832-559-8393 and see how we might be able to answer your questions and address any of your concerns because it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've really worked so hard for. And this concludes Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. And I am Brian Powell from Stability Partners. And I'm Gene Casagrande. 
And so join us soon for another episode and take care. And we will talk to you probably next week at least. Thank you for listening to Stability Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.